BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. can tell this, but we don't show prep. You know, I'm sure you can tell, but we don't show prep. I mean, let's, let's, let's put the cards down on the table here. Bobby Hurricanes, yeah, you know the name already, it's Merced, ha <laughs> ha. It's a six red cane show. Can't forget the name though. Got jazz, blue vision, DJ break the game code. Ain't no changing up, ain't no breaking up. Real port alive from the hard rock stadium. Ball 14 for the orange or green. We see the six red champs. It's more than a dream. This is life on the field. Beyond a hundred yards of hurricane that's never still put a damage to your squad. The six red cane show. The six red cane show. The Six Rings Cane Show <laughs> You know What's wrong with us? Seriously What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show A show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports Featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette Let's go Canes Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show on this Monday, joined by DJ Blue. How's it going, guys? Victory Monday. I'm doing well. 
Yeah, definitely. Anytime there's a win uh, behind it, it's uh, it a great weekend and great recruiting weekend. And uh, got a chance to see the fearless leader at uh, two games. And unfortunately, yes, yes, we, 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 we did see see you uh, circling the Internet with uh, you and you and Mario together. So, yeah, I, I wish they <laughs> wouldn't take my picture, man. I, next to Mario, I look like a little muffin. So. <laughs> but it was good. He, uh, we talked, and he's uh, – everybody loves him. You know, everywhere he went, everybody wanted to take his picture. And then he was there on Columbus on the at the Columbus-Palmetto game on Saturday with his son, and, and Mirabal came. And so it's uh, it's good. It's better than everybody hiding and say, oh, there's Manny. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, oh, there's Manny. Let's, let's not pick that scab. Um, <laughs> all right, yeah, so um, obviously, like, I, Melissa and I did post-game last week, so we didn't get either of your takes on Bethune-Cookman. So I guess we'll start with you, Blue. What did you think of that that performance? Well, you know what? They had, they had the assignment of going out there and doing what they needed to do and put the game away, and they did, and they worked on a lot of good things, and – you know, they treated it just like it was if it was a major game, and that's what you need to do. I mean, and uh, I think that uh, they got uh, once again uh, Xavier Restrepo is when healthy is such an asset to the team, and offensive line is working well. And uh, yeah, I think uh, they escaped without any really major injuries. They ran well. They played great defense. So um, they did what they're supposed to do. You know, I mean without putting 80 points on the board like the Oregons and people, they did what they had to do. They got, you know, they, they played well, set the table for this week, uh, much improved Temple team compared to what they played last Thursday. So, uh, and that's what they got to do, just continue to take care of business because uh, the big thing is after this uh, Temple game, they got a week off. And then they get the game plan for uh, – yeah, exactly. They didn't play down to the competition, which they usually do. So, um, yeah, I was I was uh, happy from what I saw from just about everybody, and uh, and I'm sure the coaching staff was uh, excited. They got in there Sunday, watched the films, from what I heard, and uh, they're already on to prepping for this Saturday in Philadelphia. Go ahead, TJ. Well, you know, I, I like the balance that this team showed um, on Thursday. I thought the running attack, you know, Don Chaney, 73 yards, a touchdown, A.J. Allen, two more touchdowns. And, you know, one of the things that really stuck out to me was, again, the accuracy of Tyler Van Dyke. This offense is suiting him very well. You know, statistically, 19 of 23, two touchdowns, 247 yards. And this is his in, – in all three games, he has – over a completion percentage of 70%. And Thursday was his highest at just over 80%, 82.6%. So, you know, all that statistical mumbo-jumbo is to say that this offensive system, you know, last year he struggled a little bit. He looked good in some games, didn't look great in others, and now he's finding his footing um, with, with Dawson, and they found a formula that works. And that will definitely be, you know, important once the ACC stretch begins after the uh, bye week. Right. So um, I guess the one one concern is we we sat a lot of players because of injury, and I think in the second half, um, 
you know, the, and we've talked about this a lot, you have to stack some recruiting classes to really build that depth out where you get to that point where there isn't a drop-off. Is there a concern coming into this week? Again, Temple's a, a more le- significantly better opponent than Bethune-Cookman that, you know, it looks like Mesidor, Brant- Branson-Dean, especially in the defensive line, we, we had a lot of people sitting. Is there any concern this week um, if, if they're not back? Ruben Bain started his first game which is good for him, but you don't necessarily want true freshmen out there starting, right? So, Blue, I'll, I'll go to you first. Are you, are you at all concerned if, let's say we roll the same team out, you know, everyone that's that sat out for injury is still not playing this week. Are, are you concerned at all with that? Um, no, not really. I mean, but that's the thing that doomed us the last couple of years was lack of depth. So, I mean, you don't want to keep getting people hurt. Uh, but I, you know, I, I, I think they have the different mindset that they go in there and then they just, they play everybody like they're Clemson. They play everybody like they're FSU. You do that. And uh, you know, that's, I think that's been the success of like a Georgia, even though they play perhaps the weakest schedule in the country, they go out and play everybody the same. And uh, you know, they got behind in the South Carolina game, but I think Miami's fine. I mean, you know, like I said, this is – I've been watching a couple of uh, – like yesterday and, and today, I've been watching Temple on film, and they got some size, you know, so they're going to present some problems, you know, as far as that's concerned. And Miami can't, you know, do get turnovers. But I think if Miami does what they've done, Vish, in the last – the first three games, that they'll be, they'll be fine. You know, first row game too. Remember, that's always play – that always plays into the equation. You know, I know it may not sound important to anybody, but, you know, most of these kids are traveling for the first time. You know, the younger kids and all the new kids that that uh, that join the team. Uh, so this is our first real travel experience together. And I would much rather be here than uh, than Chapel Hill. So uh, but uh, I think those are my only concerns is that they, they've got to because it's going to be a different preparation. Uh, you know, instead of doing a walkthrough at home, they'll be doing a walkthrough on the road. And uh, it's a different prep. You know, they'll be in a hotel just like they are for all the home games. Um, yeah, I just uh, I think that uh, the only thing they've got to be leery about is just they have to execute. And I know, uh, DJ, you'll agree with me. It's uh yeah, well, that's that's a good point. Team, le- team leadership is key. Uh, just guys who have been there, done that, like uh, Tyler Van Dyke and Restrepo, as you mentioned before, those guys have been, you know, through this. And uh, I know it sounds minor, but, you know, it takes a, it's, it's a whole different mindset to be on the road. And uh, at least, uh, you know, they'll get there Friday and do all their walkthroughs and then they'll, you know, have their meetings and their dinners, and then they'll go to bed just like they do and wake up the next day and go through their routine just like they were at home. Because remember, they're not, when they're at home, they're not in their own beds or at a hotel. So it's the same kind of principle. So, um, but the focus and, and, and there's going to be, and the good thing is, as you know, from a lot of, there's a lot of Northeast hurricane fans that are, that are going to come from Jersey and then New York and, you know, because it's what four or five hours away. Uh, Washington D.C. Huh? <laughs> You'll be there. Yes, I'm coming from the other direction. 
Yeah, you're yeah, coming from the other. Up. But I think that's important. The Philadelphia area has always been good, you know, to Miami. Uh, and um, I still remember when Frank Costa started at a game uh, against Temple on the road. I think when Joe Klecko's son was the nose tackle. But, uh, yeah, Philadelphia's a nice place. Uh, you know, the, the coaches will, I'm sure, go out for cheesesteaks and Josh Darrell will uh, be in front, you know, went to Penn. He'll uh, kind of be the guide. So, And Joe Z is the big man from Philadelphia. So, like a home game, like a home game. Well, Not like going point. to uh, Chapel Hill, which is just hostility from the moment you get off the plane. Yeah, and the other thing is, you know, we're used to playing in an NFL stadium. This will be in the Eagles stadium, so there won't be any kind of – Yeah. Any kind of environment shock in that sense. We – so a couple of stats before I throw this over to you, DJ, to ask about your concerns on the depth. But um, so Miami's 13-1 and one against Temple. The one loss came in 1930. And then <laughs> – I and wasn't then, here. <laughs> we finally got, got something old enough where Blue's yes, like, I yes, remember I that game. Here. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, it was 1930. And then didn't play again until Miami joined the Big East. And for those of our younger viewers, Miami and Temple used to be in the same conference and played them every year. Um, and, and Miami won all 13 of those games, the closest being 23 points. So it's, it's, as it's Blue said, it's been a, been a place with a lot of success. Uh, DJ, to you, same question. Anything else you want to expand upon with Blue said? No, I mean, I don't think, you know, I would be too worried about the injuries heading into this game. It You know, it is something to monitor because it still is a long season and you just want to make sure those guys get back fully healthy. But I mean, if this was in the later part of the season, particularly in the ACC slate, I'd be a little bit more concerned. But as far as this week is concerned, you know, just let those guys heal and, you know, allow for others to step up and, you know, make the most of this opportunity. And, you know, I think that's how you build solid depth, not only just recruiting, but also being, you know, thrown in, thrown into the fire, so to speak, just giving, you know, guys the opportunity to step up and get those reps is also very important so i think as long as as long as miami stays healthy for this game no more major injuries after temple i think they should be okay yeah and and blue to your point earlier i also kind of looked at um the depth is there is here to make up for it uh we'll, we'll see we'll see i still think the depth is probably a recruiting class or two away um yeah. from where you more don't have here but no, no, we're, we're getting closer. Um, but, I mean, the question, and this is where, Blue, I, I looked at Temple as well. Um, you know, how good is is Temple um, to risk? Because there's definitely a drop-off. And then you also got to think, you know, from starters, you're going to have to rotate. There was a, certainly a drop-off in the second half against Bethune-Cookman. Just, I mean, those are your fourth stringers, essentially, because we had so many guys out with injury. So, at that point, you're guys that probably should be red-shirting. So, um, in terms of... Uh, Temple, one thing I did notice is, you know, in contrast to what we've been playing, they run the ball a lot. Um, they're actually three to two run to pass ratio. So, and they throw to the tight end a lot, a little bit more in the box, get physical, which, you know, does concern me a little bit with their defensive yeah. line injuries. But I don't know if you saw that or if you had any thoughts on well, that. The thing that I saw, Vish, is EJ Warner, the quarterback, runs the ball really well. He's shifty. Um, and Edward Sadie, who's been there for, uh, you know, he's a red shirt junior's been there for three, four years. And, and the other kid, Darvon Hubbard, they both run the ball. Well, they're both kids from Pennsylvania. 
they were highly recruited. The the one the one thing that where Miami would take advantage is up front. They have a freshman in the 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 kid Luke Watson playing. I watched him. Going to be good, but he's still a kind of a baby. But they do have, uh, you know, a senior in Richard Rodriguez who has started for them for the last three years, and also the the uh, the Wisdom Quashire kid from Delaware. So, uh, and and you know what? When they do throw it, I I I think the kid Ian Stewart's, you know, he'll have his hands full with the Miami secondary. I I didn't think he was physical enough, and that's why I said that EJ Warner or Quincy Patterson, the two quarterbacks. You know, they're kind of similar in the fact that they're going to run the ball. And I think that's their game plan. I mean, they're going to come into the game with with Sadie and with Hubbard and with E.J. Warner, and they're going to try to, you know, take the air out of the ball. I mean, and I would too. You don't want to you don't want to go three and out every time because Miami Miami's going to score. I don't think their defense is going to stop Miami, you know, every time down. The only thing that Miami – Miami can – you know, they're two of the opponents that – Temple played so far. They've given up 170 and 150 on the ground. So <laughs> that doesn't bode very well. Uh, and Miami's, uh, when Miami has to run the ball, they've shown even against AM, they ran the ball very well. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, no, that's definitely what stands out for, for Temple. They have a pretty terrible, I think it's 94th ranked run defense. So should be able to run at them. And then, I mean, I don't know if this has been noticeable watching all three of the Canes games. The Canes are seventh nationally in run defense, which so that it should, in theory, what what Temple does well should be a good matchup uh, for for Miami. So Blue, I, I'll throw this to you, and then DJ, you can add to this too. Um, so in terms of how you'd approach the game, you think Miami should come out and just you know run the ball at them? Is that, is that the given given I mean, what we've seen? Yeah, go ahead. Well, anywhere you go, I mean, you want to establish the run. And especially in this offense, if you establish the run and you get that running game going, then forget it. You know, then uh, you can start there picking them apart. Now, if they do have trouble, which I don't think they're going to have trouble running, but let's say they do, you got a quarterback who could think outside the box. And you got an offense that, you know, is geared to, you know, if they're stopping them one way, they'll attack them the other. And, uh, yeah, I, I I don't have any worries. The only worries that I have in this game is Miami shooting themselves in the foot, throwing an interception, and that doesn't have to be a blatant interception. It could be one that was tipped and you know or fumbles. Uh, that's the only thing that's going to keep Temple in this game. Otherwise, it's you know should get out of hand. I mean, because Miami's going to wear them down with those big offensive linemen. As you mentioned, especially with Lee and Cohen and a lot of the other guys who are doing a tremendous job. So, yeah, my only worry here is uh, Miami has to play uh, not total mistake football, football, but enough that uh, you know that they don't keep giving them an opportunity to stay in the game. And and uh, that's if you look at the Bethune game, and I watched watched back the Bethune game. Uh, the thing that impressed me with Miami is they. They went about it in a business-like manner. And it didn't matter who was on the other side of the field. 
They just did what they had to do. Yeah, they were limited in some aspects, as you mentioned, with some injuries. But the very fact that, you know, they're getting the ball to their receivers. And as you mentioned, they got some really good yard yardage out of, uh, of, of um, Cheney and also A.J. I just want to see A.J. break one. You know, I'm, I'm just waiting for him to get in there and break one. He's you got will. because he's got that legit. You know, speed, and I, I think you said that when, uh, when they got him, uh, DJ, yeah, because you had watched him at Nebraska and said, you know what, when he's got a chance to do something, he gets up yep. in that hole pretty quick, and he gets into that secondary, and that's it. He's gone, yeah, yeah. You know, I think for me, one of the things too is just establishing the run also makes things easier for for Van Dyke. Blue kind of touched on it, but. I think what Miami's done really well, in addition to Van Dyke's decision-making, is the ability to put him in manageable situations. We now have a running back room with depth that can allow Van Dyke to, you know, not be put in too many, you know, second-long, third-long situations. I mean, I don't care which team you play. You never want to put your quarterback in, you know, down-and-distance situations. And I think Miami's done a good job of, you know – not only play calling for Van Dyke and giving him, you know, not not easy throws, but definitely manageable throws, but also, you know, putting him in positions to succeed where he feels comfortable. And I would suspect that, you know, Miami's running game, like you guys mentioned, will be will be firing on all cylinders and that will make things easier for Van Dyke and, you know, Coach Dawson as well. And, you know, as much as we may think or some of the fans may think that Temple is a bit of an inferior opponent. These are habits that you're going to need to establish before heading into ACC play. Yeah, no, this is the last uh, blue touch on this earlier. This is the last uh, yep. last out of conference game, then bye week, and then it's eight ACC games in a row. So if you're going to work on stuff, you know, this is it. I think, I think, you know, Boston College proved this week there's not – you know, there's no pushovers when you there is a different level of athlete you run into at all of the P five schools, even if yeah, you know, they're some of the lower teams in a conference. And so you never know when you're gonna find yourself in a battle. So this is really yeah. kind of the last last opportunity to to kind of work through um work work through some anything you want to work out in terms of like get some plays in there, get some guys some reps. Um this this is kind of it. Uh, after this it's um it is um it is it gets real serious real quick now um i was just told i'm trying to figure out exactly what this means like is this miami or or other other people's definition but i'm told it's going to be cold and rainy on like, saturday yeah we're in to, we're in I, september how cold is it going to be like i i asked the question 72 for us down here I haven't got an answer yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For us, for for you guys down there, it's all 70s and balmy. And up here, it's like 45 and rainy and miserable. I I haven't gotten an answer yet, but I did ask, is it real people cold or cold for people in Miami? So, But uh, but rain is rain, which... I'm, I'm I'm sure it's the second one, Vish. Uh, well, well, I, I've well, asked the question. So honestly, if uh-huh. it's going to be rainy, then you really want to run the football a little bit more. I mean, I think, and like like we mentioned before, Miami has the backs to do it. So, I think honestly, if it's raining, running the football may be the game plan for both sides. To be completely honest with you, and and we played actually. Has it rained at all of our games? 
did it rain during the AM game? I know it got delayed for lightning. I don't recall if it rained during the game. I don't it definitely if it rained. It definitely rained during Miami of Ohio and Bethune Cookman. So well, high sixty nine, low sixty four, and rain. Yeah, that's what I got. <laughs> it it looks like rain, but it's sixty nine, sixty four, and I'm sure Miami will bring their uh, their yeah. their warm coats. Uh, I'm gonna need to bring my warm coat. <laughs> warm coats, come on now. Man, I my seats at at home games are covered. I'm gonna get wet here. This is bullshit. Come to Boston College in November, and then you can actually use your warm coat. Maybe I'll get a, see if I can get a press pass and sit in the press box. Anyway, um, let's see. We got some comments in the chat. Yep, three and zero. Let's let's keep it going. Definitely don't want to. You could. I will say. I don't think this will happen, but you could definitely like ruin the season on Saturday if you don't win that game. Um, if you don't want to come out of um, three and one, and then he he's apparently just returned from Nashville, so he was not able to make the show for me. I think he might be taking a nap tonight, Fernie. Unfortunately, yeah. I think it, I think it also uh, rained during Bethune, if I recall, because they got in that whole discussion on whether or not it was the stadium design or weird cloud patterns that are causing it to rain on like the field in Bethune's sideline, but not Miami's. Hmm. Um, so yeah, it definitely rained uh, during the game. Before uh, we continue with the Temple preview, let me go ahead and uh, read out some prize picks here. Um, so our sponsor for. Uh, the Six Rings Cane Show is Price Picks. Um, pretty simple. You go to PricePicks.com, um, sign up for a new account, enter the offer code five. That is the word five spelled out. F I V E. Um, take pick two to five players. Um, bet over under on their stat lines, and if you hit them all, you win. The more the more money you put in, and then the more players you add to your bet, the more you can win. Um, and if you again, if you register with uh, the offer code five, that's F-I-V-E. We will match, or pricepicks.com and Five Reasons Sports. Uh, DJ Blue and I will not be matching anything. <laughs> five Reasons Sports and, and, and Price Picks together will match up to $100 of your first deposit. So that's uh, pricepicks.com, offer code F-I-V-E. The Six Rig Kane Show. The Six Rig Kane Show. The Six Rigs Kane Show. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.